What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Rolling and Shutter podcast. I'm Rolling, and I'm joined today by a special guest, my brother, Jack. What's up? How's it going? Going good. Lovely uh, May 16th. Yeah. Gotta put the date in there. Yeah, I that's true. That. I always forget the date. But uh, we don't have Josh with us today, but that's all right. We got jo- uh, Jack filling in. Um, we're going to talk some movies. We're going to talk some memes. We got some good stuff uh, scheduled uh, for today's program. I'm excited. Yeah, what you been up to today? Not much. Yeah, Girlfriend's we, in town. Yeah, we live in the same house, so I know everything you've been up to. But uh, yeah, we went and saw a new movie today that we're going to get into for Nick's picks. Um, we've got some some goodies. Or we're going to talk about some of our favorite memes today. This was a topic that Jack was really excited about. It's a topic that we've talked about in great length. Yeah, that's true. And... I know that our lists are going to be completely different, and you, we, we both know what my number one is going yeah. to be. I think I know what your number one is going to be. And I know you're not a fan, but it's great. So, uh, it's not that I'm not a fan. It's just that it's whatever. So, I'll start off with my my number five. Uh, it's got to go to a classic. Vince McMahon, he was special. <laughs> now nah, he was special. So yeah. He, it's just you can use it anywhere you know shout out to bread basket he's a utility player you know yeah that's guy, true guy that could really just fit in all positions do the work i forgot about that one you're gonna completely wa- wipe the floor with me because i blank on pulling up memes um i like the homelander one when he is like uh ooh, and then just and then he lasers him yeah yeah from, what season one yeah, season two. Oh yeah, that's boys. right. Because that's when they were taking down Homelander. Yeah, great show. Yeah, uh, that one's a good one. You want to tell me your number four? My number four is gonna be. You want to buy an omelet for five dollars? Evan Breen. Yeah. What a throwback. See, he had a Comedy Central thing that he did. No, he did. Yeah, he had like a stand-up about him just being like completely, like just demolished by alcohol and drugs and stuff and how he was like doing shrooms or hallucinogenics he'd been posting too i've been seeing him on my for you page on tiktok yeah Yeah. so trying to get back into the swing things so yeah back to the topic though my number four and you probably have this but it's probably a little bit higher for you but for me it's toby goes to airport yeah the with the with the just it it makes the whole thing. Sorry for any audio listeners in the car there probably shook the whole thing. No, I mean, only if they got their bass all the way up. No, that's my number three is... Yeah, I figured you'd go pretty high with, with Toby. You're a big Toby believer. Just the Spider-Man meme, meme in general. Yeah, the music, yeah. iconic. Um, my number three is a personal favorite of mine. It couldn't go any higher. It's the fried chicken kid. <laughs> This kid we is at, that every day. Yeah, this kid is at a fair or something, and he is living his best life. And he's—I guess—they're giving out fried chicken from like a local place, and they—the news decided that they're going to interview this this kid, and he's just—you know—fried chicken. I I love fried chicken, and so for whatever reason, that seems to be my spirit animal for some of this. Yeah, I mean. It's hilarious. Oh, I just thought of I thought of another one. Too. I, we're going to have to have honorable mentions because yeah, I've been thinking of a few. Yeah, because I know which one you thought of too because I thought of the same one. Um, my number two 
No, you go. You go. You, my you number go. two is is very broad, but it's just in general because it makes up a lot of my Instagram reels, which says a lot about me, but just monkeys. <laughs> just gorillas. You know, they're just, you know, having a frolic in their, in their enclosures or they're puffing up their chest or they're, like, cleaning up some, some hay. They'd just be doing stuff and, you know... The one, the one is the whose toes are those is just great for me. I love it. I don't know. I don't get any. I do of those on my for you page or on my reels. Listen, man. Um, my number two is a more recent one, but it's like all the uh, AI generated stuff, like oh. Minecraft or like the like when you're they're cutting out scenes from like Breaking Bad and putting it into Minecraft, shit like that. Yeah. Uh, is hilarious, dude. Yeah. I mean, the, the way people use any of the scenes from any show is just fantastic. It's genius. Uh, my number one. I already know. We both every we both, we all, we both know here. It's got to be the Indian Roddy Rich, the box. Yeah. I'm not going to do, yeah, don't do my it. interpretation, but I got it. And it would always be, it always be playing over the top of a, terrible Bollywood movie where a Bollywood movie with a limited budget and they're always doing something impossible and I just think fantastic chef's kiss yeah I remember uh you and I would be chilling at the apartment and you would pull up one of those videos and you just piss yourself laughing for like 20 minutes I couldn't I, I don't know what it is man um my number one is gotta go to my boy Dr. Evil yeah the right. Yeah, classic movies. Yeah, I Not, think it's. I do. I use it every day. Yeah, it's got. A, it's definitely walks that fine line between cult classic and terrible movie. But yeah, just you know. That is true. But Austin Powers is fantastic. What are you talking about? But some honorable mentions because I just thought of another one for you and me. Keep it play has got to be. Yeah. Shout out Antoine. Yeah. On season one of the Circle. <laughs> My guy voted off in round two. Yeah. Screwed my pick. Um, shit, what was the other one that I just thought of? I know one. What? I was thinking about, uh, wouldn't you like to know Weather Boy? Yeah, and then the I Like Turtles kid. I Like Turtles kid is great. Uh, we didn't talk about like uh, Nick Coletti or... Yeah, those guys are all great creators, but you can't... Yeah. I can't really boil them down. Matt Post would be one of the ones that I think I'd pick pretty high up on yeah. my list. I still follow him on Twitter. He does great. I just saw a new video of, of his, and he like shaved his head. Yeah, he screenwrites. He writes plays and, and like short does. films and stuff. They're probably pretty good. Yeah, his his one animated one they have it with like it's called Dave. It's about a dinosaur and a yeah. kid or a, a guy that they grow old together. I think it's great. Did you watch it? Yeah, I've watched it multiple times. I think it's really good. Whenever no. I see it pop up, I always watch it. I I knew that he did something like that, but I never watched it. It's good. It's like a minute and a half. It's nothing special. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Some other things going on. Season two of Loki. They have announced. Yeah. They announced their uh, episode begin date, which is October sixth. And then they also did uh, Echo. Yeah. Which all episodes will be done streaming by November, sometime in November. I don't care about Echo, man. I really don't. I don't give a shit. I I'm loosely following it because Daredevil. It kinda yeah. Has a link. But is I he want. gonna be in it? I guess if I heard that D'Onofrio or Murdoch's going to be in it, then I'd watch it. I haven't really read up enough on it. You're a little D'Onofrio slut. I am. For no reason. 
He's great. In if, this one role. If you watched it, you would know, man. I did watch it. I watched the first season. You didn't watch season three, man. His season three was, oh, he was great. Every time, I wa- every time I saw a clip of him, granted it's out of context, it looks like he's constipated. Yeah, that, that's part of his charm. That doesn't. Look, that's not charm. Dan closing that dude's head in the door. Yeah, that that scene. I remember that scene, in front of the chick. Yeah, that he was trying to impress. Right. Look, he's definitely a little bit. He's he's somehow the fastest man in the room, but he just plays like this buffoon so well. And he's like invincible. He should be dead. It makes me think of George from Of Mice and Men. <laughs> so some other interesting things that I thought we could bring up. Yeah. Are this just in general a lot of stuff's coming out of DC recently? Yeah. James Gunn obviously had Guardians that released. We'll talk about. In a yeah, we're bit. gonna get into some Guardians. Um, but he started, you know, he a couple weeks ago he decided that he was gonna write and direct Superman Legacy, and a mm-hmm. lot of stuff has come out about the option cash choicing and uh, Nicholas Holt, who I know is somebody that you're quite a big fan of is up on the list. He's either playing Lex or Superman. They're saying that he's up for either one of both roles. Hmm. I didn't, I didn't know about Lex. I knew he was up for grabs for Superman. Yeah. I don't know. Like you and I were having a conversation about him getting all bitter about not being in Batman or the Batman. Yeah. And I think we have a little bit of differing viewpoints on that because I don't think necessarily i don't think that it's a, it's a detriment to him as an actor but i think that he's just not as big a name no that not yet but he's in to carry to carry a superman movie it doesn't sell it doesn't sell tickets but james gunn sells tickets his new dc project will probably sell tickets did we think that robert pattinson would be a good batman or did we when when the news broke were we like what the fuck yeah, kind of. He's because he had some he had some really huge roles as like the main character. Yeah, but Nicholas he's not, Holt's not really in. He's in X Men, but he's not really a main character. I mean, half the time he's a big furry blue guy. Yeah, but but, but I like him. I think he's really good as Beast. I think he plays a really good Hank. But like, I don't know. He was in the menu. Yeah, I never saw the menu. To be to be fair, and he was a little weirdo in that. But then again, Ralph Fiennes is in that. Yeah, he's, he's the, the big A lister. He's never really been an A lister like that, in my opinion. Even yeah, but I could you could argue that Robert Pattinson's not an A lister, or he's not anymore. He wasn't when before the Batman came out. Like what did he's Pattinson similar, done? He was on a similar time. route too. He made that artsy film with the Safdie brothers. With uh, yeah, and Willem Dafoe there. The oh yeah, the lighthouse. Yeah, made that artsy film. That shit's wild. That was that's one of the most confusing movies I've ever seen in my life. So you know, and Christopher Holt, or Nicholas Holt is obviously going down a little bit of an artsy, different route with this Dracula movie with Nicholas Cage. Yeah, still haven't seen that. You know that whenever Nicholas Cage comes up, it's going to be something abstract. Yeah, I have to, we still have to watch that. Yeah, Renfield. Um, no, I think it'll. I don't know. He's not big enough. Yeah, but <clears throat> yeah, like, are they gonna make him like a buff? He's gonna be younger. He'll probably he'll be cut. It won't be. It won't be about size. I mean, that's gonna be a big thing going from Henry Cavill to anybody else. Yeah. Unless you're like talking about like Chris Evans, Chris Evans, because 
What if Chris Evans, bro? Nah, he's too old, but... And he wouldn't want to do that again. He hated Captain America towards the end of it. I mean... You think? You think he hated it towards the end? I think it was his nice way of saying, look, I'm not doing this anymore. And I don't blame him. I mean, God, he was in those movies for a decade. Yeah. Imagine putting up with a decade and then the rest of your life just getting the same questions whenever you do any movie. What do you think Captain America's up to? Yeah, you, what do you think he did during his lifetime? Do you think he why why didn't he invest in Google? Like everybody's gonna come out the woodwork with these questions. He's gonna be like, huh. Oh. Questions that mean literally nothing. He's gonna become Harrison Ford. What Harrison Ford is to Star Wars. Or and to Indiana Jones and Blade Runner, because Blade Runner's got that cult following. Yeah. Harrison Ford's don't get me started. So in addition, another James Gun a little James Gunn tidbit because he went on his press tour. So they did one of his uh, Vanity Fair videos. Oh, they did. It might. It was breaking the, down like the no, career timeline. It was the one with the uh, he picked his top five comic book movies of all time. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, <clears throat> his number five was Deadpool. Okay. Guess he very much enjoyed. Um, four was Old Boy. It was a two thousand and three Asian film. Yeah. Um, a History of Violence was his number. Three that was starring Vigo Mortensen and William Hurt. Never seen it. It I read up on it a little bit, and it's like somebody comes in to rob a store, and he becomes like an unlikely hero. Okay. Uh, number two is Superman. I believe the Christopher, the Christopher Reeves. Reeves one. Yeah. And then <clears throat> number one, and something that I I think could be definitely up there for me would be Into the Spider Verse. I disagree, I, dude. That list, I mean. Deadpool, gonna... it's it's hard putting Deadpool in top five. Yeah. In, in like top five most important films, then Deadpool is in there because it's the first rated R superhero movie, made a shit ton of money, Yeah, paved the way for Logan to be rated R. I just don't think, though, that it has the same rewatchability as some other ones. The first half of Deadpool 1, for me, is whatever. The second half, like when it after it picks up from the flashback and he's on the bridge and it's shoop yeah. and with a butt like that, like that scene, everything from that point on, I think is everybody is drawn to that scene though because that was the test footage that they ended up showing or leaking. Yeah, but everything. Yeah, but everything after that part, I think, is much better than yeah. the first half of the movie. Yeah. Deadpool 2 sucks in comparison to Deadpool 1. I just don't think that they're as good on a rewatch. I think that. For when it came out and everything, it was a perfect storm. Yeah. Comic book movies were getting bigger than ever. And was that 2016? Yeah, 2016. So right after Avengers, the second one. Yep. When people were probably clamming for a little bit of R-rated, a little bit of edgy stuff. And Ryan Reynolds still to this day nails Deadpool. Yeah. Plays him well. So, I mean, that those are the the key things that you needed. You needed a big audience and somebody who can really carry that role. Nobody ever talks about how if Deadpool flopped, Ryan Reynolds would be done in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, remember like the string of just shit movies? Remember Selfless? Yeah. That you and I went to go see where him and uh, Sir Ben Kingsley yeah, swapped places? Swapped lives. Yeah. Like that was a, a dud. There was Criminal with him and somebody else and it was a dud. R.I.P.D. dud. Green Lantern, obviously. Green Lantern, yeah. Like, Deadpool was like make or break for this dude. Luckily, he just he played the role. Yeah, well. I mean, 
nothing lucky about that. I mean, it's lucky that it caught wind when it did. Yeah, lucky that it worked. That audiences were receptive to it towards it. But that wouldn't be my top five. Yeah. That wouldn't be my top five. The same with Into the Spider-Verse. I like it, but it's not top five worthy. Yeah, because you're a big Sam Raimi believer, though. That's why it's not a top five for you. You love... I don't even know if Sam Ra- if any of Sam Raimi's movies would be in my top five. Comic book movies of all time? Spider-Man 2 would Yeah, be Spider-Man 2 would be in there for sure. Spider-Man 2 makes five on my list, probably. Yeah, Spider-Man 2 is on there for sure. Iron Man. Iron Man 1's on there for sure. The first Avengers is on there for sure. Yeah. First Avengers is my number one. Oh. Also, while Nick thinks for a minute, uh, I just want to come on here because I need to offer some differing viewpoints. No, here. we're not having this conversation. Guardians no, 2 it's is not. great. No, it it is a good movie. Don't let these guys fool you. Josh doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't like the first Guardians. That he's never great. seen the first Guardians. That's even worse. And the Fast and Furious movies are not all that. They're as ridiculous as they are bad. I got to put the Winter Soldier in there, I think. <laughs> yeah, Winter Soldier's high, but I got to put Avengers 1 is my number one. I and like Spider-Verse it. is three, and Spider-Man 2 is five. So. I like Ragnarok a lot. Four would be Winter Soldier. Two would be Guardians 1. I really like Guardians oh, wow, interesting. I really think that it's good. At least the first one. Yeah, the first one is really good. I, I'll give you that. But top five all time? We're not even thinking like the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight's in my top five. Oh, that's true. The Batman. Batman wouldn't be in my top five. Because I still think the Dark Knight's better than the Batman. But um, don't shake your head. <laughs> it, I have a differing viewpoint. Like I said, man. I think... The runtime, That's the only, it's just too long. Yeah, but you're telling me... I mean... Paul Dano plays a pretty convincing psychopath. Provides one of the funny, one of the funniest scenes. Yeah, that's another good meme that we could have brought up. <laughs> and then Pattinson's brutal. He gets hit. You really start to feel it. I like a movie that really makes you feel it. Grayman did really good at that. Yeah. You just feel the wear and tear on him. But hey, I mean, and Colin Farrell's Penguin. That scene when they're like... Oh, come on! Yeah. What are you showing yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, when they're just like pinning him up and showing him whatever. Yeah, and then he's like, are you for real? You're the Batman and it's El Rat or whatever it was. Yeah, El Rat Alada. Yeah. I'm excited for that TV show too. Yeah. Hopefully uh, he continues to kill He's going to kill it. It's Colin Farrell. Yeah. Come on. Um. Batman Begins might be in... No. I like Batman Begins a lot, but it's not better than The Dark Knight or any of that. We're not even considering like the o- the OG Batman movie. Yeah, OG Batman movie's not make it. I'm not gonna with Keaton. It. Yeah, I'm not gonna sugar. respect to that movie, but it's not going in my top five. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Yeah, no. Iron Man one's my number one. Yeah. Avengers one number two. It'd be dumb not to. Spider-Man 2 at number 3, Winter Soldier at 4, Dark Knight at 5. Pretty solid list. I feel bad because Dark Knight should be higher just because of Heath Ledger's performance alone, but and the score. But I can't like that feeling it doesn't nothing replicates the feeling of Winter Soldier 
Yeah, that movie was rock. That off. fight scene on the the freeway with Bucky and Cap. Yeah. <sighs> elevator scene. The elevator scene. That's the first thing they shot. It looks good. The the tech inside Fury's uh, SUV, where it was like with the gun, and then yeah. it like just started flying and shit. Yeah. Shit still felt real. Yeah, they started to venture a little bit too far. But yeah. Big make or break was today. Yeah, and that is what we're going to transition on into, into our latest installment. Whoa, that was loud, sorry. Of Nick's picks. So, Jack, if you could uh, gather your phone and start a timer for me. For those who are unfamiliar with the segment, Nick's picks is weekly, and uh, the segment consists of my guest or co host. Getting uh, their phone out and setting a one-minute timer. I'm reviewing any movie that I watched within the past week. Like I said, I have a minute to do so. And once the timer is up, that's it. Can't add anything, but we can discuss it afterwards. Jack, is it ready? It's ready. All right. Three, two, one. All right, so the movie that uh, I'm going to be reviewing this week is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It has been a movie that me and Jack have been excited for for a while now uh we were bummed when james gunn got fired excited when he got rehired and the movie's good thank god guardians of the galaxy 2 was ass and this one isn't comedy works for me most of the time the f-bomb was awesome it had a lot of emotion and heart it uh, was tugging at my heartstrings the entire time the music was awesome uh it was just really good you know i still some of the special effects were a little spotty but that's all right it's perfectly fine. Uh, it is film number 868 out of 900, and I'm giving it a three and a half out of five stars. And Jack, what is the time? It is 47.12. All right. Just so- short and sweet. I haven't had much time to think about the movie, if I'm being honest. But Yeah. I mean, straight coming out of it, I think one of, our, one of my highlights is the High Evolutionary did really well. Yeah. Uh, let me look up the name real quick sorry of the of the actor responsible i just don't want to get their name wrong yeah he had a truly fantastic performance woody iwuji he was in peacemaker yeah uh i'm assuming that's where the link was made but what a range i mean you're talking about a guy who would go from self-involved you know he, he puts himself on a pedestal he has a god superiority complex and then he goes from like drunk and erratic at some point, and you see kind of like what his fixation is to a lesser degree. And yeah, I think it was just really well done. Um, he reminded me of, I guess we should say, mild spoilers ahead to extreme spoil. I don't know, we, we may end up getting into some spoilery waters. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, uh, listen at your own caution. But um, he reminded me of Kang from Loki season one at the end. Yeah. Very disarming. Like yeah. w- the way he would talk, like he didn't seem like he was trying to get the upper hand on you or take advantage, but he was 100% work in the room. Yeah. And I think it's important to make the distinction that it's Loki. I know you haven't seen Ant-Man, but his Ant-Man, the Ant-Man Kang is much much different. different but yeah i think i I think if we continue to talk a little bit about non-spoilers i think um interesting places where they leave off I yeah know you also didn't watch the 
Christmas special, but it kind of gave you an update, like, they're in nowhere, so the head of the Celestial, they've taken that over. I kind of knew that going into it. That yeah, I knew that, too. Yeah, you told me that. And, uh, but I feel like the timing feels a little bit weird, because where you left off with them in the Guardian special, Starler didn't seem quite as destroyed as he starts out in this movie. Yeah. About Gamora and her not being there. I mean, it's centered around him trying to boost his spirits, but he wasn't, you know, an alcoholic drinking and getting passed out. And Was Gamora in the holiday special? No, she wasn't. Not to my knowledge, not to, you know, if I remember correctly. Maybe James Gunn was told that he's doing a holiday special. It wasn't something that he came up with. That seems like something very likely about Disney in yeah. general. So I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you could. there was a scene in the movie where you basically felt James Gunn just venting yeah. about how about how the Guardians were used in Infinity War and uh, Endgame. Yeah, there's there's that scene, which I thought was really well done. Yeah, it was funny, too. The, we got to talk about the F-bomb, bro. Yes, the F-bomb. This was a clip that was released on Twitter a couple days prior. Shameful. Yeah. I mean, I, I, was, I missed part of it because I have a small bladder. But I got there right in time for when he said it, and that was cool because... Yeah, it was a good one. I, I hadn't seen the clip before. I've been trying to stay off of it, so that was delightful to see. Yeah. Although, I would have loved to see it used in Endgame with Robert Downey Jr. And fuck you. Yeah, and, and snaps. You and I, before going in, we were like, this is make or break for Marvel, because we were less than pleased with a few of the latest Marvel outings but this one I, for me anyway a made me like the guardians again because i hated guardians too and i hated the guardians in the infinity war movie and and they were were they were they even hard they were hardly in endgame maybe as they all died except for rocket yeah and rocket's the boy so yeah. the emotions too like i knew it, like it was the final one and it was going to be sad and touching and all that but i was not i knew it was going to be touching on like animals and yeah, all that stuff, but I was not expecting to be as emotionally moved by it. I agree. I think it completely delivered. I think one of the biggest things that you can tell is that James Gunn really has carved his own little hole in Marvel where he gets to kind of just explore and do what he wants because it's been working. Yeah, that's kind of... You, you, I saw a tweet right after we got back and it said... Uh, it was like a picture of Rocket and then it, the, the caption was, this dude James Gunn really got Disney to give him $200 million to make a movie about a CGI raccoon and his journey of journey towards self-recovery and all, and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, one, yeah, that is what this movie is basically. But two, they did the same thing with Thor. Yeah. Where they just do these weird, they try to do these weird abstract things in the case of Thor and it didn't really work. Love and Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it worked with Guardians. James Gunn just seems to have a really good connection with the crew. I mean, yeah, the and cast all stood by him after he got fired. And he's been working like on similar stuff. You know, like Taika went from Thor Ragnarok to Jojo Rabbit to yeah. commercials with Daniel Craig to Thor Love and Thunder. And did some acting in between. Yeah, so, yeah, and he, he was in Free Guy. It just seems like he has a better grasp or like a, a, a more of a clear idea as to where he wanted the story to go. I think it, 
he, I think I've seen, and it works well for him, is that he kind of picks the songs first, and he puts them where he wants them to be in the movie, and then he kind of tries to build a scene from those move from that music. Uh, I mean, that makes sense. I will say the music, I mean, everybody was hyping up the soundtrack going into the movie and rightfully so, but it was a little distracting sometimes, the music. I think it was, I think one of the songs was used really well, really well in one of the scenes. Mm -hmm. I think we both know what scene that is. Yeah. Um, I think I'm really glad Rocket got a lot of play. Even though he's barely in it. He's barely in it and he... I mean, I mean him as we know him today. Yeah, there's a lot of flashbacks, but it's really insightful. And one of the things that I really started to appreciate was a there was almost like this chaotic kind of um, order to how the flashbacks came in. It was almost like there'd be two pretty rough ones, or like one that's really rough, mm-hmm. then one that's not so bad but still pretty bad. Then there's one that's kind of good, and it kind of like puts you on edge because you can't really nail down exactly what's going to happen and what the high evolutionary is going to do that makes this whole thing boil over. The scene, the one that made me like, like melted me on the inside was when uh, they were looking out over the sky and Rocket's like, "What's that?" And he's yeah, like, that's the sky. The sky is blue. And I was like, "Oh my god, man! I would kill anybody who hurts." this poor little raccoon and then he just like flips out on him yeah like he grabs his head and i'm like oh yo dog what you doing See, yeah he's really unpredictable which yeah was he the standout of the entire movie not rocket uh the high evolutionary he might have been for me his, pl- his plan was kind of weak though yeah his plan i mean in- i mean i think that he was i still think that he's pretty good yeah i mean manic you talk about yeah that range. one scene where you were talking about like where he looked like he was drunk like they didn't provide any sort of context as to like what like was he just flipping out because yeah was he delirious from some like lack of sleep or, or was, was he... he like going mad because Rocket knew the yeah. answer that he didn't yeah I guess I don't know like there was something that he mentioned towards the end of the movie about why he needed Rocket or wanted Rocket but they didn't like it was just like a throwaway yeah I think but I think they did it well. I still think I understood it. I mean, yeah. it, like he you created gotta be paying attention though. Yeah, he got he created something that becomes smarter than him, which kind of hurts his his god complex that he's got going on. It shouldn't be that way too, didn't he say something like that? Like, how do you know? Yeah, how does he know it, but I don't. Yeah. But all right, so I think we get into a little bit more. We dive a little bit into the spoiler region here. Okay. So we can talk about Rocket gets severely injured. Yeah, early right, on, right in the beginning, I think it was a really interesting way to do it because you just—it was like you would expect the first thing to really knock him out because Adam Warlock just comes charging through that window, yeah, and throws him through like three walls. But no, like motherfucker's loading later, up a gun. Yeah, five minutes later, Rocket's trying to get his weapons and his gear because they're in their home base of nowhere, and Adam Warlock just walks in and just shoots him right in the chest. Point blank. Not even thinking about it. So, and then there is a kill switch that is implanted onto Rocket's heart from the High Evolutionary that will interfere with any kind of healing that they do through their, like, med packs and stuff. So they have to find out a way to get 
a code or an access key to override it, which kind of leads them into crossing paths. It's just it's like a giant uh, scavenger hunt movie. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. It's like I Dungeons mean, and Dragons a little bit. Yeah, it's fetch quests. You know, you got to go to this guy, but I think they do it a little bit differently. You know, they yeah. do a stealth break in. Nathan Fillion goes in and gets yeah. some love. I love Nathan Fillion. Should have been a Nathan Drake. Yeah, he should have been. Fuck you, Tom Holland. <laughs> but. I thought it was a little weird that Linda Cardellini was the voice of um, Layla. Yeah, that really threw you off there. Yeah, because I saw her name in the, the intro sequence, and I was like, wait, what the hell? Hawkeye going to be in this? Yeah, and you perked up a little bit because yeah. you liked the Hawkeye TV show. Yeah. Very and, good one. Uh, my boy, Vin. Linda. Linda is also Velma. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out, Velma. Still um, in that, that leather, that latex suit. Yeah. Going out with Sean Green, <laughs> farting in that van. That rabbit, though, wasn't that terrifying looking. Oh, that gave me the heebie. It still gave me the heebie jeebies. I didn't like, like the metal mask and like how it was just like stuck in the. Oh, that was metal? Yeah. I thought it was duct tape. Nah, he was like breathing through it. That was like a I Darth never s- Vader type of thing. Like, I, oh, I never saw it open, but. It was, uh, it gave me the heebie-jeebie, and like the legs were stuck into his legs, and he, they were all, like, I mean, put I'd together. Be- you know what it reminded me of? This you probably haven't read the book, but it reminded me of the Bone Shard Daughter. <sighs> For anybody that's read that book or listened to it, uh, it basically there's a thing called constructs in the book, and they're animals with higher function. Like they they have bone shards from people. And those bone shards give them power to like do accounting and be really good with numbers or be really good with words or, you know, whatever. It was kind of like that. He was he was making these constructs for the perfect society. It's wild. Yeah. That's what Ego was doing, too. Yeah. It is the same story. Well, Ronan was more so he wanted to kill old planet. With the oh, he did? Stone. Yeah, he was going after Xandar. Hmm. But I think a really good one. A really good talking point was there were like a little bit of like a horror element almost in some scenes where they kind of flicked it on. It wasn't like horror like jump scares. There was a few jump scares though. But it was more like those things like the like loud noises or like seeing things like obviously with animals, you know, you just you you see it and you're just disturbed. It's not unsettling. Yeah, I mean the the crux of the whole thing was that the high evolutionary had discovered a way to age a species to a thousand its, years. Yeah, to its peak, and the issue was that as, upon the completion, which is horrifying, they would become erratic and angry, and they would get incinerated shortly thereafter. But Rocket was able to discover what he did wrong and what is causing the anger in the animals and then that is kind of what drove him crazy because he didn't teach him that he just figured it out on his own so that's why he wants his brain he wants to he sent for him he sent uh adam warlock after him who ends up just being an afterthought yeah really just being there he's there he's the comic relief he's you know who he is he's walt from the after party. Which one was... <laughs> <laughs> See, that's exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. He, yeah. See, he just he was just there, but he, he was in the background at all times. I mean, he comes up big at one point. Yeah. So, I mean, you want to take the big spoiler? What's the big spoiler? 
them all breaking up. Well, not them all breaking up, but the fact that no one dies. Oh, yeah. They were kind of touting this big death. It was going to be Rocket or maybe Drax because he didn't want to be tied to those projects anymore. Maybe Quill. Maybe Quill because Chris Pratt is... Chris Pratt, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's a divisive figure online for some reason. So, um... It couldn't have been... The only people that I think you and I were both, like, pretty clear on it wasn't going to be was Gamora or Nebula. Yeah, they like um, they like them. You can't. I don't. Even, can you even kill Nebula? Beats me. I mean, or and Groot, movie. like because they already killed Groot, they wouldn't kill him again. Yeah. And technically, we should have known that nobody was gonna die because everybody technically already died already. Yeah. They stole that from James Gunn. I think that that scene where they're all going down the tunnel and no sleep till Brooklyn comes on. I think that's the point where the music really comes to a a good point. Yeah. You know, I always liked how he used his music because his music is like 80s music, like yacht music, which is always <laughs> something that I like. So it speaks to me, but I think that it, for most casual people, Don't Sleep Till Brooklyn is the spot where people are like, oh, I'm getting into this. And then it just, it's the Avengers 1 scene. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets there like 15, 20 seconds. They get to defeat like three dudes. Yeah, that, that fight ways. scene... And it was really good. There was a scene with um, Drax fighting Adam Warlock, which was especially it was rough because they showed it twice, and Drax didn't. He looked strange with the light flashing off of him and stuff. It didn't look right. Yeah, there was a few times too where I noticed his suit looked a little weird. They so as you said, they break up at the end. Uh, Mantis kind of just goes into like a Captain America nomad situation where she does her own thing. Yeah. Um, Quill goes back to Earth to see his grandfather. They were hinting at it for a while through the movie. Um, but still, when him saying it, like the there's a lot going on. The movie I looked it up before we started recording. It's an uh, 150 minutes. The movie, so two and a half hours. Yeah, you feel it. So you feel bit. it. Yeah, and um. After the the big fight scene and everything, and Peter and Gamora have their conversation, which is another thing I want to talk about, um, it just like the the conversation they have is like two two minutes, and then we don't see them on screen again yeah. altogether. They don't. It's there's no hug goodbye. There's no, you know, like we'll always be there. Just, to, just you know, just a, a, a jump away, or you know, there was nothing like that. I mean, he was kind of backed into a corner. Yeah, but still, you could have had. Like a more of a heartfelt moment. You're already at two and a half hours. What's an extra five sec or five minutes to give each of these characters like a proper goodbye with each other? Yeah, I mean it. It definitely suffers from a pretty quick and easy climax. I yeah. mean, it's like they fight the guys in the hall, then they start to move the people off, and then it's Age of Ultron like Rocket just beats the sh- the shit out of the High Evolutionary. They all beat the shit out of them. They all do. It reminded me of the video game, that scene, like where you just like switch over to Drax and then you do his special ability and then you go over to Gamora and you activate her special. Yeah, they they did a big gang punch up. Who was the one who who, uh, did the final shot? It wasn't um, Rocket. No, Gamora stabbed him in the stomach. (laughs) Which is funny. The dude can't die 
any other way, but him and Adam Warlock get the most damage done to them through just getting stabbed. Stabbed, yeah. You don't need much in the Marvel it worked, universe. It worked he, uh, with Coulson too. You just need to be able to get close to them, which is like dodge a couple beams and then they come in close, stab them. Yeah. Bring a knife, pocket knife, just stab. Could you imagine Captain America dead because of his guy just carried a? Well, that wouldn't work. Captain America wouldn't. Nah, he could get he could get stabbed. You think? Yeah, I think like Ronan. But what's his name? Never stabbed him, Bucky, and he had like had that shit like right next to yeah, his. Yeah, but like that's if you could like, you got to get like the under on him. Yeah, but there was one more scene I wanted to talk about. The scene uh, when they're infiltrating whatever the uh, the bio the bio yeah planet um and or not Gamora uh Nebula is uh, sawing through or lasering through to get in. The conversation that Peter and Gamora have, I thought was a very touching and well done conversation. And then they ruin it. It's the Marvel. Yeah. It's that Marvel way of doing things. You can't really have a heartfelt moment without some kind of comic relief at the end, right? Yeah. But, and then like Nebula, like it was perfectly fine. Like, and and then Nebula was like, um, we were hoping that you would just stop. And I'm like, first of all. If you guys were like you, you would tell them you're not on the private line. Like, do the shit over there. Yeah, we're we're doing work. You know what I mean? Like, it always took like it it knew like when it was taking itself too seriously, and it knew to took to take you out of the moment. And for that scene, I didn't want to be taken out of the moment. Yeah, I think another issue that it kind of faced was you have such a time jump. I mean, you think about Guardians takes place in 2014, the first one. Damn, that's when it came out. And then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 takes place a couple months after that. And then Avengers Infinity War is the next time we see them. And then there's a five-year time gap. So, like, they get from having one ship that's kind of crappy to getting a ship with an escape pod. You know, the first ship was like a bachelor's den. The second one was like a had like an yeah. escape pod on it. But it got trashed. And then by this one, they've got a whole head of a celestial. They've got this plane that can, or their their ship that can break into three separate things. Nebula's arm is like a walking plot convenience. She's got it's everything. nanotech. Yeah, I think so you and I got, both looked at Bucky's, each other. Is it Bucky's arm? I think you and I both uh, you and I both looked at each other. I wanted to say that she got it from Tony. Yeah. Maybe that probably is the case because she had that bla- that like blaster at the beginning with Warlock, or Adam Warlock. Yeah, and they get they're on the ship, so that makes sense. But I feel like, and then um, there was something else that they had changed that I can't remember. That I it would have been cool though to see them like fly the Milano one more time. Yeah, and. That's what I thought they did, like, at the end when, like, the ship broke off into different things. I thought the main one was going to, like, it was going to turn out to be the Milano. Yeah. Like, resting inside of it. That would have been cool. I feel like we also should give a lot of props. You know, we we did mention a few spotty VFX moments, but for the most part, the visual effects were much better. Yeah, I mean, you get away with the thing that... Ant Man and the Wasp didn't get away didn't get away with. You can have a black still sky or backdrop in and, space. Yeah, in space because that's all there is. But in the multiverse, you'd want something that's a little bit more fluid, different. Yeah, and it just wasn't. I thought too the the counter Earth thing was 
a like just a convenient way of basically having no visual like no crazy yeah outer space like visual effects for the final half of the movie uh or for what like the beginning of the end of the movie yeah what are they on phase this is phase five no phase four I, no i have no idea. i think it's phase four i, th- I want to say I, maybe I don't know. I thought Ant-Man kicked off phase five. Oh, you might be right. I don't know. There were a lot of moments in there that were designed for like the OG fans. Yeah. I think. I think that they got a really good send off. I think that they, they did a good job of keeping a lot of these characters still able to be used. Yeah. Rocket. I mean, obviously Rocket goes to become the leader, the captain of the Guardians of the Galaxy, the new Guardians of the Galaxy. Just got Kraglin. Shout out. Michael Rooker. <laughs> Yeah, My boy, making a little bit of a cameo. And Stallone. Yeah, and Stallone. Um, no Nick Fury though. Yeah, that wasn't a surprise. But I thought they would. One of the end credit scenes would be a setup for. Yeah, I like their end credit scenes. I thought yeah. that they were pretty good. The first one yeah, was Adam awesome. Adam Warlock joins that new Guardians team, and one of the children that was rescued, the high evolutionary test subjects. Yeah. And then that little fur ball that. Oh yeah, that warlock that Coulter just decides to steal. Um, well, it's because, it's because he, he killed. He, oh yeah, he killed. He that. murdered that one dude out of nowhere. Yeah, he melted him, and then end credit scene. The second one says, uh, "Star Lord will return." The legendary, legendary Star Lord will return, but he ends up going to Earth and seeing his grandfather, and li- he lives there presumably. It looks like he's taking a big break. It's going to be weird seeing him without the the rest of the Guardians, though. I would really be interested in seeing a TV show about him. Finding himself? Elf. Like an elf-like TV show, like four-parter or something like that. Yeah, but there's got to be some sort of payoff. Yeah, that's fine. You have some sort of payoff be like he stops some kind of local car thing. Like somebody stealing parts, like the Fast and Furious. He stops Dom and the boys. (laughs) That would actually be pretty funny. But like, what if he solved uh, like the disappearance of what was the spe- the special was Kevin something with Kevin Bacon right yeah, so they, they can't do the, Kevin Bacon they did the but they did they had an homage to that on the newspaper yeah do like a detective like a film noir detective that would be thing. cool like a four parter he's still a little bit goofy but he's figuring stuff out because he's because he knows some Ravager knowledge but yeah and then they could have uh, Gamora come back. Oh, yeah. no, she said she's done. Yeah, Saldana wants done. I so mean, does Batista. I wouldn't. I don't blame her for pulling a Macaulay Culkin and just never acting again. Which, I mean, who Zoe Saldana? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's in what three of the highest grossing movies of all time, or highest grossing movie franchises of all time. Something I just want to talk about quickly uh, before the movie. Some of the trailers that rolled. The big one, obviously. I think we both have it on our mind. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Totally different in a theater. Uh-huh. Holy cow! I mean, it was loud. Like it was in. It was uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was to the point where you're a little bit like, okay, now I get the kind of vibe that they're going for. It wasn't like this is some kind of this great coming together and it's saving the world. But is it not that good? It's like no, this is horrifying. This is something that he he is gonna have to live with the rest of his life yeah i mean this the the line of dialogue that matt damon has where he goes are you telling me that there's a chance when we push this button we destroy the world like think about that man those motherfuckers had no idea what they were doing yeah they had no idea what kind of power that thing could produce i mean they had a somewhat idea but 
I mean, it's going to be truly like a blockbuster. Yeah, I'm just worried because this makes me feel like with all the audio issues that they had with Tenet or Tenet. <laughs> yeah. Depending on how you view it, I know the Weekly Planet. Is that how they say it? They say Tenet. Yeah, on that podcast. No, Great podcast. I always, took, I always took it as Tenet. Um, listen to that after you listen to this whole thing, obviously. Um, so I thought there were a lot of great things about this movie. I think I would agree with your rating somewhere around a 3.5. I think it was good. Yeah. It's just a little too long. This was a good step though. I think. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it's not too long. It just feels too long. The middle act, the middle act drags on a little bit. Yeah. I know you probably wouldn't agree, but another trailer that was shown before the guardians movie was the marvels which i think looks fun i i liked uh ms marvel for the most part i liked the family i thought kamala khan does a really good job i thought the the big the big downfall of those shows was that they would put in so much effort for the first few episodes and then they would just rely off of the cliffhanger stuff to keep you guys going i like brie larson nick's a big hater for whatever i'm not uh, i'm not a brie larson hater i'm a captain marvel hater and i've been I've been ripping through these TV shows and movies religiously, and so I need to see some kind of payoff in this TV show movie payoff for me is something that I need. I need to feel like it was worth it to watch all those TV it's shows. It's not. It's not. Stop acting like but it some is. Of the, them are. Some the, of them the, are. Good. One, the only ones that are worth it, it's going to be worth it when Secret Invasion comes out, and it's going to be worth it when the next Avengers comes out, if it does. And Loki. it'll be, it'll be, yeah, and Loki too. And if Hawkeye gets a season two, which it probably won't. Not for another like seven years. Yeah, it'll be Jeremy Renner going up against a snowplow. You you just can't tell me that Captain Marvel wasn't the epitome of Marvel's formula at work. They prob you could probably get a VFX guy in in here, and they would tell you, yeah, we opened up the Iron Man yeah, assets. They had, they had a lot of new stuff in there too that they did for the first time. The aging a main character. Okay, that was cool. Yeah, but and it worked really well. It's a, it's still the same origin story formula that scene where she's like shooting up shit out of the sky is a direct copy of uh, iron man in iron in uh the first avengers yeah. it is a scene for scene frame for frame she even gets nicked like iron man does and she has nothing there to get nicked by you're telling me i, I was the one who noticed it yeah so and you're telling me that the first captain marvel is fine it was the epitome of laziness just like black widow was they're not terrible, though. No, but they're lazy. So why would you pick the two female-led movies? I know, movies? I know, but they're just... Because they're all they're all CG, and they're just reusing old assets, and it's just laziness. And it's on, Dis and it's on Disney, because if Disney actually wanted those movies to be feel distinct and to have their own style, they would have went out and given them the money to go out and do it. Yeah, but it's also about finding the right director, and they do have a formula that works, and when yeah. they gave a director more, more free roam, Led to the Eternals, which, once again, nothing terrible about the movie. It's just that it's slow. It's not what your people are used to with the Marvel formula, and it doesn't work as well. Once again, Brian Tyree Henry kills it. Well, I think also people are just aware of the Marvel formula at this point. More aware, yes. I don't know. I think it's easy to to like look back and shit on the movie, but for me, 
in, with Black Widow, I'll give it some slack because it was COVID and there was the lawsuit with Scarlett Johansson. That I'll give it some slack there. But all those shits are just lazy. Same with the TV show. They run out of steam. Yeah, they fall into the same. The TV shows, the, like the first few were just like a... Bangers, bro. A different, yeah, but like the first few, the big crescendo would be some giant sky laser that was just a different color. No, but the episodes were good, though. And then... Yeah. Like with Moon Knight, like episode six, six was like 30 minutes before the credits. Like we're waiting a week for that? Like a sitcom, bro. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's what they were going for. It was a different type of, type of thing. You brought up a good point with the Eternals. I think they saw the criticism of the Eternals with it being boring and too long and slow. And then what did we get? We got Thor Love and Thunder, which was like an hour and 40 minutes, which is too fast. We got Doctor Strange, which is an hour and 40 minutes, which is too fast. They're certain, they Ant-Man, to, which was short. They screwed up by just letting him go, by letting James Gunn go. He would have been a good guy to have in your corner. If not making every, like not making every movie, obviously, but consulting, executive producing, being like a second, like a right-hand man for Kevin Feige, I think that he would have been a good pick. That cap isn't going to keep Kevin alive forever, man. He's got to go at some point. Marvel's in trouble. They are. They, they really are. They, they're Netflix. They're, okay, we got huge doing one thing, but how do we keep this going? They can't, they, they can't go around and do a complete switch-up like DC is doing with Bat. Like, they can't make a movie with the tone and darkness and grittiness of the Batman. I think that's what they're trying to open up. That's what they but need how, to... How are they going to be able to do they, that? It's because they start breaking the mold by doing things like Werewolf by Night. They're going to be doing a Deadpool overrated. movie. They're going to do a Deadpool movie that's rated R. But even if it's overrated, it's black and white, and it's it's not like something that they usually do. I think that that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to say, look, we can put out these movies and these short films... And these TV shows that are going to show a different side of the whole thing. And we're going to show that we can be unique and we can keep it switching. But those, the, you know, the TV shows and the, those were all just to see what sticks and what doesn't. All the shows feel like that's where they do their experiments. Like yeah. the Secret Invasion, that wouldn't be a movie. They wouldn't no, dare they give that stuff a movie. But they're like that Winter Soldier type vibe is... Not what people want to go see, go to a movie for anymore is what they think, but they'll they'll load up Disney Plus for it. I'm holding out that my man Clark's gonna make a surprise appearance. Clark Craig? Yeah, he's not gonna make a yeah, surprise appearance. Yeah, Coulson. You see all the uh, the stuff about the show. I guess that's got to be the where we wrap up because the computer is getting ready to die. But all the details coming out about the Secret Invasion show. No, yeah, I did. No, uh, no War Machine. Yeah. They call him War Machine again, right? It's not that fucking Iron Patriot bullshit. No, it's not Iron Patriot. Yeah. Uh, that sucks. I want I wanted to see War Machine in there. You just love Iron Man. Here, before we wrap up, though, I did want to talk about, as today is May 16th, it has been confirmed that a Mission Impossible trailer will be dropping tomorrow. What? Dead Reckoning, a trailer is dropping tomorrow. Oh, shit. So... That'll be an exciting one for you and Josh to cover next week. Yeah. Well, I don't know if Josh is really into the Mission Impossible stuff, but I, I love Mission Impossible. Like a, they, had, they, they released a 15-second little thing of Tom Cruise. I think he was getting close to that ledge on the motorcycle. And he stops at the edge, and it goes, trailer out tomorrow. I'm hype. So that should be exciting. Yeah. 
There's a bunch of new movies coming out too. We got Fast and Fast Ten coming out this weekend. We got Watch Yourself. We got uh, Spider Verse coming out June third. Got Indiana Jones coming out soon. Dial of Destiny. I think it's a good name. People are shitting on the name. I, I think know. it's good. Um, there's the Transformers movie. Oppenheimer. Barbie. If you're interested in Barbie. Hi Barbie. Guardians, which just came out. Yeah. Been a good good stretch of movies. Unfortunately, I watched Free Guy last week. Free Guy was good. I think it was okay. It was bad. I didn't like it. But that's where we're going to wrap it up for this week, Jack. Thank you very much for filling in for Josh on such short notice. No problem. Anytime. Um, if you guys watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 this past week, uh, let us know what you thought by filling out the poll question down below if you're on Spotify or just leave a review uh, on your podcast listener of choice telling us what you thought about it but that's where we're gonna uh, end it so thank you guys for listening and uh we will catch you guys next week later peace